You already know what time it is. Bronx Bias Podcast Episode 28. Let's go. This shit gotta keep going. Call me the juice and you know I'm a stunt. Riding in the car with some up in the trunk. Tone in my lap and you know it's a bump. Break it down the good green bullet in the blunt. Get up here, tight girl, say I'm the main. Ice on the wrist with the ice in the chain. Ride through the hood, yeah, I'm gripping the grain. And I'm sipping the same while I'm changing the lane. Yes, sir. Back like Jordan wearing the faux five. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 28 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I am your host. My name is Denzel. I want to start by saying thank you to everyone who tunes in, who likes, who subscribes, who shares, and who supports. Thank you to everyone who is active and engaging on the social media platforms. I truly, truly, truly appreciate all the love and all the support I receive from y'all. Thank you to all the essential workers out there busting their ass. And uh, thank you to all the people out here continuously using their voices to affect change in a positive way. We always have to start the shows with the thank yous. The thank yous are very, 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 very important. And we are going to have a great, 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 great show today, fully packed. I'm in an amazing mood, a tremendous mood. Let's go. I am in a very, very, very good mood. Today's intro was an amazing song by an amazing group that I feel like somehow, some way, Maybe doesn't get the love that they should, in my opinion at least. That was Stay Fly by 3-6 Mafia off of the album Most Known Unknown. Um, you know, 3-6 Mafia, if you're a little familiar, it's Juicy J, DJ Paul, uh, with Crunchy Black, uh, Lord Infamous, I believe, rest in peace. And one more member who I'm not remembering. It was one more member in the group that I can't remember at this moment, but... They're a tremendous group. Uh, you know, they're from Memphis, Tennessee, you know, a place that doesn't necessarily produce a lot of uh, uh, mainstream artists, at least in, in the hip hop circles. You know, Southern rap is a thing, but from Memphis specifically, it's not many. Um, you got Young Dolph now and uh, uh, Moneybag Yo and Yo Gotti. Um, but before then, you know, it was three six and not many others. So, you know, shout out to them. Also, um, if you guys remember, I don't know if you remember the movie Hustle and Flow. 3-6 Mafia is one of the few groups, few hip hop groups to win an Oscar for for best original song. Um, They wrote the song and created the song Hard Out Here for a Pimp that was featured on the movie Hustle and Flow with Terrence Howard and Taraji P. Henson. Um, And they won an Oscar and I believe that was 2005. So, again, they just breaking barriers like and somehow some way i guess you know people forget about them you know because things change so frequently but they're one of the you know pioneering groups if you will because they're not giving out best original song awards to rappers especially on the oscars so you know shout out to them um and much respect to them uh they're they're great that's that's what i like about playing different types of songs um, you know, in the intros and the outros, because there are a lot of people who probably maybe are younger than me or, uh, you know, just young in general, who probably have never heard these songs, probably have never even heard of these artists. There's a great video online of these two young kids. I think they're twin brothers just listening to Phil Collins like in the air tonight. And they're blown away. They can't believe they've never even heard anything like that. So if I can, I try 
played songs, of course, that I like, but, you know, maybe people have really never heard of these songs. And maybe it wants to, if you guys want to, you know, check them out or maybe check out the artists, be my guest. It's, music is about sharing. So, you know, I'm, I'm always a. Uh, I'm always willing to share a lot of music in any way that I can, whether personally or via this platform. So shout out to three, six mafia, man. And, uh, you know, hopefully you guys (laughs) like my music picks. (laughs) So now it's time for my favorite, 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 favorite segment of the podcast. Bronx facts. For those of you guys who do not know, maybe it's your first time listening to the show, Bronx Facts is a segment I like to do at the beginning of each show, just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York that people may not know, that people may never have heard before, um, just to try and show how many great things, how many great people, and how many great ideas come from the Bronx, New York. So, your Bronx Fact for today is, learn it, grow it. And Eat It, L-G-E, is a youth development and outreach program that improves food access and awareness about healthy eating and environmental stewardship amongst South Bronx residents. L-G-E participants learn for themselves and teach others about the relationship between food, health, their community, and the environment. For more information on how to join, you can visit grownyc.com dot org that is your bronx fact for episode number 28 damn son where'd you find this all right so we're getting right to the shits our top topic this week um is in the politics lane if you will um we're starting off this week with talking about kamala harris so uh, Kamala Harris, uh, if you, for people who don't know, just a brief uh, summary. Uh, she's a Democratic senator from California, and she's the former attorney general in California. Um, previously, she ran for the 2020 Democratic presidential nomination and attracted national attention um, before she ended her initial campaign. Um, she's also uh, a little, I guess, gained a little more national attention of the way that she was uh grilling members of the Trump cabinet shortly after his presidential election, um, being very, uh, scathing and, uh, um, being very, uh, uh, I don't even know the word, uh, aggressive with the Trump cabinet, um, trying to figure out how, or if Russia interfered in the 2016 presidential election. Um, so she gained national uh, uh, attention or spotlight for that before her 2020 initial uh, presidential uh, campaign. And uh, last week she was announced as Joe Biden's running mate for as vice president. And uh, with that announcement, she became the first uh, African-American woman, African-American and African-American woman at the same time on the uh, Democratic Party's uh, uh, ticket. So, um, you know, before I even get into talking about Kamala, because, you know, people have, uh, you know, differing ideas, right? People have uh, uh, how to maybe uh, different philosophies and how they vote or uh, they try to maybe say, hey, look, politics is pretty fucked up as it is anyway, so... The less I know, the better. But in situations like this, especially uh, in the times that we're facing now, it is important. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to really be in it. You don't have to be into it. Let me let me rephrase. Um, you don't have to be watching CNN every day and reading the New York Times every day. But it's when it when it's these times and matters of importance, um, you know, you got to you got to be aware. So. Um, I just felt like it was important to uh, uh, bring some attention to her or, you know, um, uh, shed a little light on her or maybe just even uh, introduce her to some people, you know, because people aren't really connected with politics. So, um, you know, I feel like that's important. 
You guys know where I stand on the man that's currently holding the seat, number 45, uh, Donald Trump. You know how I feel about him. Um, I don't pull no punches. I think he's the worst. Literally, I think he's the worst. I don't I won't question. I, I question his intelligence as it relates to leading a country, maybe not as it relates to making money, but as it relates to being the president. He's very incompetent, in my opinion. Um, and he is a open racist, a open white supremacist, an open bigot, in my opinion. And he has to go. <laughs> you know, he he just has to go. So Joe Biden is not the greatest uh, uh, candidate or opposer, in my opinion, also. But sometimes, you know, if the mission is greater than the overall mission is greater than, I guess, the the components, if, if that makes any sense. What I'm trying to say is, like, just because Joe Biden isn't great. And I wouldn't say he's great. I'm a big Bernie Sanders guy. But just because he isn't necessarily great, great, doesn't mean that we shouldn't pay attention, one, and we shouldn't use our voices, two. You know, I don't personally love Joe Biden. But when it comes down to make my decision on, you know, who I would want to be in the seat, Donald Trump has to go. So if Joe Biden has to be the replacement, that is what it is. So without any further ado, let's talk about Kamala. So Kamala has a background in law. Uh, she, you know, uh, she became the attorney general, of course, of uh, California. First, she was the district attorney of San Francisco from 2004 to 2011. And then she became the uh, attorney general of California before becoming a senator in 2017. And she has a, a diverse background. She's from Oakland, California. Um, her mother uh, was a breast uh, scientist from India, I believe specializing in breast cancer or cancer in general. And her father uh, was a Stanford University professor um, who immigrated to America from Jamaica, I believe. So she's half Jamaican and half Indian. Um and uh, she, I uh, believe, was a graduate of Howard University, a historically black college university in Washington, D.C. And um, I, I have a lot of positive things to, to uh, say about her in terms of like her track record. Again, no politician is perfect. You know, there's going to be a lot of people who find things about Kamala that may be um, that may be. Um, negative but you know i uh in 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 my opinion um you know i i see a lot of positives with her um you know a, a big negative that people were saying was when she was attorney general and district attorney um you know she rose the felony conviction rates uh and uh she basically for lack of a better term was locking niggas up for drugs for weed Right. She was locking niggas up for weed. And we know now that weed basically is, um, you know, becoming legal. And you see all these people gallivanting around, you know, all look at all these weed products. Look at these cannabis oils. Look at these cannabinoids. Look at all these edible products we could eat. Look at all of these lotions that we could use. Meanwhile, there's a whole bunch of black people behind bars for these nonviolent marijuana offenses and again that is 100 percent fair but the nature of politics is you know not nate the nature of politics is politics is an imperfect system so there's going to be people who are representatives of the democratic party who maybe have republican values and vice versa there's going to be republican people who have democratic values or there are going to be some times where you may not necessarily agree with a proposition, but the way that your party is structured, you may have to align yourself with it, even though you may not want to. Um, you know, there, there, there are a lot of uh, uh, gray areas and peaks and valleys when it comes to politics. 
So, yeah, you can say, um, you know, you can say that she uh, has some negative things about her. Like, you know, you can look through people's histories and you can find things that are not great with every person, not even politician per se, with every public figure, with every person on this planet. Um, I would look at the 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 good as opposed to the bad unless the you know the bad outweighs the good you know crazily but she's done a lot of great things in my opinion she's big on environmental protection um she's big on um you know uh waste in terms of uh uh corp big corporations you know dumping waste things like that she doesn't she opposes the death penalty um she uh wants to hold law enforcement uh people accountable for you know of course deaths or uh, uh racial racial discrimination um you know there are a lot of positive things about kamala harris i will say that there are a lot of positive things um with kamala harris and like Issa Rae said way back in the day i don't remember what it was for it was for an award show of some sort, I'm rooting for everybody black. Facts. I'm rooting for everybody black. So Kamala Harris is a black woman who is very educated, in my opinion. Um, she, of course, has some some things you could look at and say, you know, what the hell? But that's just politics for you. That's politics. And if you really care about what Kamala Harris has done in her her politics past let's take a look at what Donald Trump has done in his past so I mean I I really don't want to hear that um I support Kamala we got in my opinion in my opinion again we got to get Donald Trump out of there <laughs> we got to get him out of there so Joe Biden I would imagine this is probably the smartest thing he's done putting her on the ticket she is very educated in my opinion and um we'll see we'll see but more importantly more importantly more importantly i want to again emphasize the importance of voting voting is very important there's a lot of people out there i had a whole episode about voting it was episode 20 there's a lot of people out there who um you know don't necessarily believe in voting right there's a lot of people out there who believe that their votes don't count. There's a lot of people out there who believe that voting is pointless because the people are, quote unquote, already decided. Um, I don't agree with that. Too many people have died. Too many people have been brutalized. Too many people have been uh, mistreated just fighting for our civil right and our right to vote. So to just completely ignore that, I believe, is a slap in the face to all of those people who literally risked their lives and some gave their lives for that cause. And out of respect to the to the civil rights activists and um, the, the people who paved the way for us to have this, even even the thought of saying, I don't want to vote. It used to be you couldn't not that you didn't want to. You couldn't. So I think that if you have this ability and you don't use it, it's a real slap in the face. To all of those people who really put their lives on the line just for our rights to vote and our civil rights. So I really believe voting is important. And there's a thing now going on where uh, basically the post office is being defunded. It's an executive order, I believe, signed by Donald Trump. I don't have all the information. But the USPS, the United States Postal Service, is being defunded. It's a government organization. So, of course, it is controlled by the government. Um, that is a an explicit, an explicit attempt to slow down the number of votes. Remember, the coronavirus is still happening. It's not gone away. More people are going to want to try and mail in their votes because it's just you you're socially distanced. You're not going to be waiting in a long line. A lot of people still work. Remember, Election Day is held on a Tuesday. It's a work day. So a lot of people work. So you don't want to work all day and then have to wait online 
or you're going to waste your whole lunch break trying to go vote real quick. So mail-in voting is very um, popular and it's going to be more popular now due to the coronavirus. So the a literal attempt to slow down the mail or defund the post office to slow down the mail is a direct attempt to slow mail-in voting. It's, it's clear as day, in my opinion, in my opinion. So if your vote doesn't count, and I'll leave it here, if your vote doesn't count, then why are these measures being taken to stop you from voting? In episode 20, you can hear all of it about voter suppression, the way that false messages are spread to try and uh, influence people of color to not vote. There is a, a, a study of... Uh, voting in certain states where candidates of a certain party were never voted in. Um, I believe it was Wisconsin and two other states that Donald Trump just previously won that never voted Republican. And it was a direct result of voter suppression and uh, people, I guess, having such a poor opinion of voting where those states, which usually vote one way, voted the other. So if three states, people who just want to be negligent or really just don't care or don't want to care, you can see how that can swing things. So I just think that voting personally is very important. I will, I, I, uh, um, I appreciate all the work done by the civil rights activists. Um, I appreciate the people who gave their lives for this cause. And I want to encourage all people to get informed and to exercise their rights to vote if if they to do so. I can't control anyone, but I think that is extremely important. It's extremely important to get out and vote. Um, so if you want to do it by mail in, of course, get informed on how to do that. The, the post office is in the process of becoming defunded to try and slow it down. Um, But even if it takes waiting on a line, wait on that fucking line. I'm going to be there. I'm waiting. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to wait on that line because I have a voice and my voice matters. My voice matters. Just like my life matters, my voice matters. And the things that I think are important, I have the right to put people in who maybe align with my way of thinking. Again, I... I'm not a man who comes from a lot of resources, you know what I'm saying? The pl- the places I went to school, you know, public school and stuff were never funded the way they should have been. Classes were overcrowded, no air conditioning in the summer, no heat in the winter. Um, a lot of people who I went to school with were below the poverty line, you know? So if people want to try and do things legislatively to help our communities, I'm for it. I'm for it. So, um, you know, guys, it's really important, man. It's really important to vote. And that's really what I wanted to bring up Kamala for, just to reiterate it. It's really important that we go out and fucking vote, man. It's really important. So, um, you know, whether it's you getting more information on Kamala Harris or more information on Joe Biden, more information on Donald Trump, more information on voting in general, more information on, you know, policies or public programs or track records. Just get all the information you can and make the most informed decision that you can, but make sure that you make a decision. How about that? And we'll leave it there. I think that was a great ending. It doesn't matter what you want to look for. It doesn't matter what causes you support. Just get informed Get all the information that you can. The Internet is a beautiful tool for finding information and make an informed decision. But just make sure you get your ass to that voting booth and you make a fucking choice. That is what I want to say on that. So shout out to Kamala Harris. I'm rooting for everybody black and make sure y'all get y'all asses to that voting booth and make a decision this election. And that is what I got on that. So moving right along, you guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is Rogers Neighborhood, R-O-D-G-E-R-S, Neighborhood, N-E-I-G-H, 
B-O-R-H-O-O-D. Twitter is Rogers Neighborhood, R-O-D-G-E-R-S. Neighborhood, N-G-H-B-R-H-D. There are no vowels in Neighborhood on Twitter. And I'm saying it and repeating it for the one millionth time because I ask you guys weekly to send in questions, comments, concerns, feedback, constructive criticism, whatever you have for me. Um, and you guys don't let me down, man. I swear it's kind of crazy when I like just have a moment to think about it. When you literally sit down and think about certain things, it's like kind of crazy to me still. 28 weeks of this show. Um, I try my best to improve every show and you guys listen and you guys sending questions and you guys support. So I just am filled with so much gratitude. So something just like a quick Instagram, Twitter question and answer segment. It may seem small, but it's really not small. Like <laughs> it's really not small. The people fucking listen to this and they want to send in questions and they want to know how I think about certain things. So. I really, truly appreciate it. I really appreciate it. So uh, here we go. We're going to answer some questions here. Not many because I got some other things I want to talk about. But still, let's answer some. The first one I thought was <laughs> very funny, very humorous. Uh, so I had to make sure I put it on here. Uh, it says, quote, not to race bait. Well, here you go. Race baiting. You already said it. <laughs> But are there any white musical artists that you like? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny in my opinion because I do. I showcase black music. I love black music. R&B, hip-hop music. Some soul, some jazz. I love black music. And I guess it's uh, easy to see that, right? It's easy to see that. So, yeah, that's funny though. So you so wait. So let me let me let me ask you this though. You see a young black man from the Bronx, New York, showcasing the black kings and queens of music, and the first thing you want to know is about the colonizers. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm joking, of course. But uh, there are white musical artists that I like. Uh, off the top of my head. Justin Timberlake, I like. Uh, Eminem, I like. Um, Linkin Park, that's back in the day. Um, the Doobie Brothers, that's back in the day. Shout out to Michael McDonald. Um, bon Jovi, I like some of him. I like some of his songs. Phil Collins, like I said in the beginning. Uh, white musical artist. <laughs> They're not really, uh, they're not like, you know, that many, but I like some, I like Adele. I really like Adele. I like, I think she's talented. She has a beautiful voice in my opinion. Uh, who else, who else, who else? Oh, I like some of the Lady Gaga songs, but what the fuck does she know about cameras? If you know that reference, high five. Uh... You know, but yeah, I like white artists. That's the that's the answer. <laughs> that's the answer. I like white artists. It's not I can't really see how kind of difficult it is for me to just think of the list of white artists that I do enjoy, but I like them. I like some. But my bread and my butter is R&B, soul, hip hop. Like that's my bread and butter. But there are I like artists music from all different races. I like white people. <laughs> oh, shit. Thank you for the question. Um, the next and the last one says, what do you think about tipping? Tipping is something that I guess people make jokes about or like to, uh, you know, discuss. I think tipping is important for, for professions that, you know, require tips. Um, the people that I tip are like the barber. Definitely got to tip the barber. Uh, cabbies. When it used to be cash, when you pay cash to get in cabs, you know, Uber and Lyft kind of taking it over. But even there, if someone gets you from point A to point B safely, give them a little something, you know? Uh, so waiters and waitresses need to be tipped for their service. 
bartenders tip uh who else uh who else uh delivery people you know when it's really cold outside and you order some some takeout you know they brought it to your house tip give them a little something give them a little something um you know i just think that's important a lot of people don't like to tip a lot of people don't think that they need to tip but what's true is a lot of people who work in these food service industries or the service industries, their money is not really much hourly. They make a lot of their money on tips. So for a uh, waiter or waitress, for example, it's the minimum wage in New York City is 15 bucks. You know, a waiter or a waitress may make let's I'm making it up. I don't know the figure, but a waiter or a waitress may make, let's say, seven bucks right per hour. And they really make their money off of tips. So it's important to tip. It's important. The barber or the hairdresser, tip them. Like, in my opinion, the barber, for me, because I, I have short hair, I get my hair cut. The barber holds your life in his hands or her hands for the next two weeks or three weeks. If you get zeked, that's your ass. You're not going outside with a messed up hairline, hairline that looked like a heartbeat monitor. You're not doing that. Um, you know, if the hairdresser spends a whole bunch of time making your hair look beautiful, give them something for it. Give them a little something. I just think that that's important. I think that tipping is something that people don't like to do and they have a poor opinion. on. I've seen pictures on social media of people making jokes about it, leaving five cent tips, leaving a penny tip. I'm like, no, man, I, I think that that's important. We have to tip the people who give us services when it's 10 degrees outside. And the delivery person comes, brings you your takeout food, give them something. Be generous. Be generous. If you can, of course, I'm not saying if you literally have your last 10 bucks and you had to order some food, you know, of course, no. But I'm saying if you can, tip the people who offer you goods and services, you know, within reason, of course. Delivery person, a driver, a uh, a bartender, a waiter, a waitress, a hairdresser, a barber, you know, give them give them a little something, give them a little something, because a lot of the times that's how they make a lot of their money with tips. So I support tipping. I support tipping. And thank you again, guys, for the questions. I really, truly appreciate it. You make me feel so special when I see messages in the inbox. Thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you guys for supporting. Thank you guys for asking questions. And, you know, I, I really appreciate it, man. I really appreciate it. I can't say more positive things about that than I just have so much gratitude for it. So I look forward to answering more and more and more and more and more and more and more of you guys' questions. And I will try to keep the output high so you guys want to keep listening to the show. And thank you again for the questions. Thank you again. Next on the docket, um, I want to talk about a little bit of sports. You know, I love my sports. Um, I really just want to talk about one thing. Well, maybe a f- two or three, but we'll, we'll start with this one thing. This is the most important thing that I want to talk about. Damian Lillard. Where are the gunshots? Hold on one second. Damian, Damian, Damian. Damian Lillard. We need to discuss the week that Damian Lillard has had. So before we even get into it, remember, the NBA is in a bubble. Um, The bubble is an isolation zone designed and created by the NBA and the Walt Disney World Wild World of Sports Resort um, created to resume the paused NBA season that was started stop due to the coronavirus in the nba bubble um the or the nba restart in the bubble there are eight seeding games what is a seeding game a seeding game means these eight games that you guys are going to play will determine the seeds for your playoff positioning the nba does seeding in the playoffs meaning The top eight seeds or the top eight teams from each conference, the Eastern or the Western or and the Western uh, will be in the playoffs. So the seeding games are really important for the teams lower down um, to determine who will get those final playoff spots. The teams at the top, such as the Lakers, the Clippers, the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, the Boston Celtics, etc., 
don't really necessarily worry about it. It's really more for them to just get back acclimated into the, the game speed, get into game shape, etc. But for the teams lower down on the totem pole, um, the seeding games are very important because um, they will. some teams can you know climb up and make it into the playoffs. Some teams may have a losing streak and that could drop them out of the playoffs. Um, so how does that relate to Damian Lillard? Damian Lillard is 30 years old, point guard from the Portland Trail Blazers from Oakland, California. Um, he was the rookie of the year, a five-time all-star, a one-time NBA, all a one-time all NBA first team uh, selection. And his claim to fame really is um, his ability to hit clutch three-point shots or to hit clutch shots in general. And he points to his wrist and he, he points to his wrist and he proclaims it to be Dame time. Dame time is his trademark phrased, meaning at the end of the games, it's my time to shine. It's my time to be clutch. It's my time to overcome. It's my time to dominate. Um, that is the reference of Dame time. Um, and Damian Lillard is a cool guy, man. He's a real cool guy. He's real chill. Uh, he's a, a, Also, he's a tremendous rapper, if you guys aren't familiar. His rap name is Dame Dalla. I believe he's released two major albums, like re- actual released albums. Um, uh, what I think he had Lil Wayne on one of his songs. Um, uh, and he also, which was funny, if you guys want to look it up, do it on your own time. He's also had rap beef with other people involved in the NBA. Um, he had a, bat, a rap beef with Marvin Bagley III from the Sacramento Kings. And he had a rap beef with uh, Shaquille O'Neal, a former NBA player and a current analyst for TNT's Inside the NBA. So check that out on your own time. They're, they're not animosity. You know, they're not like, I want to fight you. It's just rap. It's just rap. Um, check those out if you get a chance. But um, why is Dame, why am I even, you know, giving you guys all this information on Damian Lillard? Let me tell you. So in the seeding games, um, Portland... Um, this season has had a up and down year, meaning they've had suffered a lot of injuries, um, to key players on their team. Um, last year they made it to the Western conference finals, which they got swept by the golden state warriors. People saw it as a disappointment because they got swept, but people also saw it as a stepping stone. Like maybe this will be the team that can win the West one of these days, but the start of the season um, they lost, They didn't have Yusuf Nurkic, who was a center, very talented player. And they didn't have Zach Collins, a power forward of their team. So they were just, you know, it was really all on Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum to provide all the offense uh, in the beginning of the season. Now, they've had key contributors now who have been brought along, such as my guy, Carmelo Anthony. My guy. Back from the dead. Um... Carmelo Anthony has played amazing minutes for them, and uh, they've had good contributions from new players like Gary Trent Jr., etc. But because of the injuries that they had suffered, they have a lower seed. They had a lower seed um, in the Western Conference. So um, in one of the seeding games, Portland was playing against the Los Angeles Clippers. The Los Angeles Clippers basically are going to make the playoffs, right? So they're not really worried about playing a lot of their players. They're just trying to, you know, make them help help them get them some legs, help them play themselves into basketball shape, etc. While Portland is playing against the Clippers in the fourth quarter, Damian Lillard goes to the free throw line. Um, and he's a, usually a clutch player. That's why this is important. So at the free throw line with the game in flux, he misses two free throws. He missed them. Bang. Bricks, two bricks and players on the Los Angeles Clippers sidelines, Patrick Beverly and Paul George were making fun of him. were mocking him, mocking his Dame time wrist point celebration, yelling Dame time out on the court as he missed the free throws, you know, making a mockery of him. Um, so after the game, Damian Lillard is not somebody to fuck with. So after the game, Damian Lillard does an interview and he um, is asked about what did he think about Patrick Beverly and Paul George's remarks to him 
as he was uh, missing free throws um, in the fourth quarter. I'm going to play that for you right now. To me, that just shows what they expect from me down the stretch. You know, they know what I do. Um, he saw it firsthand when I was a second-year player when he was in Houston. So um, I'm sure he has a great memory that Paul George just got sent home by me last year in the playoffs. So they know that the reason they're reacting like that is because of what they expect from me, which is a sign of respect. And it just shows what I've done um, at a high clip more times than not. So I'm not offended by it. Um, if anything, it should just tell you how how much it hurt them to go through what I put them through in those situations. Mm. Dang. Uh, that, hey, that, was just, <laughs> that was just the start of it. My wow. God, Dave. Okay. So, Pat Bev, we're going to be a Cancun on three from, from Pat Bev. Uh, and Paul George, and you're getting sent home this year, he says. Hi, PZ. Dame Lillard comes back. Ouch. Keep switching teams, running from the grind. Your boys, <laughs> boys. Oh, that's, that's, that's low right there, oh, oh, but then here's Paul. So um, basically, Damian Lillard is saying, hey, look, I wasn't offended by that because they know what I do. They know how I give it up. In the playoffs, I've sent Patrick Beverly home. I've sent Paul George home, which he did. In the second season in the league in 2014, Portland played the Houston Rockets um, in the, I believe it was the first round of the Western Conference playoffs. Um, the At the very end of game six or game seven, I can't remember which one it was, Damian Lillard ran to the ball with like three seconds left, ran to the ball and hit a cold-blooded three-point shot right in a Houston Rocket player's face and eliminated them from the playoffs. Last year in the 2019 playoffs, um, Damian Lillard in the first round against the Oklahoma City Thunder, which Paul George was a part of at the time, um, he hit a cold-blooded 40-foot three-point shot right in Paul George's face, which eliminated them from the playoffs, which he did a trademark goodbye wave to them. So he's saying, look, you guys can laugh at me for missing these free throws, but you guys know how I give it up. And I sent both of y'all home before. So don't act like you don't remember it. Don't act like you don't remember it. And then, of course, that led to Twitter. I played you the extended clip just so you could hear the exchange on Twitter. I mean, not on Twitter. I'm sorry. On Instagram, um, Patrick Beverly said Cancun on three, which means Cancun on three is a term in sports, meaning um, when you lose or when you get eliminated, you go on vacation. Cancun is a very popular vacation destination so Cancun on three means once you get eliminated get ready to pack your bags and go on vacation right and then Paul George responds to that saying hey you getting sent home this year and Damian Lillard says don't fuck with Dame man don't fuck with him he said you keep switching teams you running from the grind you boys is chumps don't fuck with Dame Lillard so what is the aftermath? After the game against Houston, I mean, after the game against the Los Angeles Clippers, Portland had to play against uh, Philadelphia, Dallas, uh, Philadelphia, Dallas, Brooklyn, and yeah, Philadelphia. That was the next three games after the Los Angeles Clippers game. Damian Lillard against the Philadelphia 76ers in a must win game scores 51 points. 51 points in the very next game after his failure, after getting clowned, 51 points. Don't fuck with this man. And the man wasn't done. So after the Philly game, right, um, noted asshole and agitator, <laughs> noted asshole and agitator Skip Bayless um, came out and had commentary on Damian Lillard. If you don't know Skip Bayless, he is a, uh, a television announcer. I mean, not announcer, a television uh, uh, um, analyst. He used to work uh, at ESPN doing the show First Take with my guy, Stephen A. Smith. And now he's on Fox Sports 1 with Shannon Sharp doing Undisputed, which is a morning talk show about sports. Um, and he's a he's a popular guy, but he's a popular guy because of the things that he says. Like he's he's a uh, very critical of players if he doesn't like a player he will like go out of his way to be negative about them and he's really i mean i don't 
really take it much personally, but that's his role. I mean, in the nature of television, in the nature of entertainment, there has to be a bad guy, right? Controversy sells. That's entertainment 101. Controversy sells. So Skip Bayless plays the bad guy role. He criticizes players. He goes after players. He attacks players. And it creates controversy, which creates ratings. I mean, I'm not going to act like I don't know the game. You know, whatever. I'm not going to act like I know the game. So, but if you, uh, if <laughs> you can't throw stones if you live in a glass house, I'll tell you that. So, Damien, after Skip Bayless tweeted after uh, the Philadelphia 51 game, 51 point performance, Skip Bayless put on Twitter, quote, I'm not buying Dame time. And apparently the Clippers aren't either. Um, and Dame replied to that tweet saying, I've never been buying nothing about you, fam. You a joke. And after our private conversation full of backpedaling, you will never have my respect, clown. Where are my gunshots? Hold on. Do not, do not, do not fuck with Damian Lillard. Okay, so boom. After the back and forth with Skip, um, after the back and forth with Skip, and they dissected that on the, all the sports talk shows, he had 51 previously against Philly. He goes out and plays against Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks. 61 points in that game. He's not playing. He's not playing. He's not playing. Damian Lillard is on a mission. And, you know, I like to pull inspiration from a lot of people. I get inspired by a lot of people, um, you, you know, business people, uh, musicians, artists, it, uh, picture artists, photographers, movie makers, actors, actresses, and athletes. Um, so I just want to play you what Damian Litter had to say after dropping 61 points in a must-win game. Listen to the amount of hunger in his voice. Listen to the determination in his voice. He's been he's had an such an up and down week failing with the Clippers game, then being criticized by other players, dropping 51 on Philadelphia, then being criticized by the media. Just listen to this man and how determined and how hungry he is to succeed. That shit is you can't you can't be not inspired. I don't even know if that makes sense, but you just can't be inspired. You can't not be inspired listening to something like this. So this is Damian Lillard after the 61-point performance against Dallas. 61 points, back-to-back games of 50-plus. How bad did you want this win tonight? It ain't nothing I want more. Ain't nothing I want more. When you... I, ain't, I told you when I first came here, I said, I ain't come here to waste my time. I came here... They gave us a chance to get in like we asked for, and that's that's what we're here to do. Job still ain't done, but I, I said, you, you know what I'm here for. We're trying to get in. We, our work ain't done yet, but we fighting for it. That shit, if that shit don't inspire you, like, that shit, that shit is, is great. That's great. A man who literally has the world, if you think about it. He is a tremendous basketball player already. He's made more money than he'll ever spend. His family will never have to work again. Um, he is a success. He loves his music. He does his music. But he's just not satisfied with being good. You know, being good is not enough. He wants to be great. Like, if that shit can't, don't inspire you, I don't know, man. So, after the Dallas game... Um, they played against the Brooklyn Nets, and you know the Brooklyn Nets obviously are were, were witnessing what Damian has been doing. So they weren't playing. They said double this man all night. Basically, a double team is when two players guard you at the same time, making it difficult for you to shoot, making it difficult for you to see, and make you know. So it's it's kind of a strategy to force the ball out of your hands. Um, Damian Lillard is not to be fucked with. Let me say that again. After the 51 against Philly, after the 61 against uh, Dallas, my boy Damian dropped 42 against Brooklyn. And I have to play this clip, hit a jump shot from the NBA logo at half court. 
Listen to the announcers and how astounded they are by this jump shot that Damian Lillard hits. Rebound, Nurkic. It's a rare miss. He was six of nine. Oh, my Look goodness. Look at this shot by Lillard. Oh, goodness. Oh, that was from the oh, NBA logo. Oh, my goodness. What a shot. you got to be kidding me. People, look where Damian Lillard pulls up. One dribble over half court. Dead center. That was taken from Corvallis. Wow, what a shot. Four-point game. <laughs> that shit is amazing. That shit is amazing. Hit a jump shot hella casual. I w- I hope you guys, if you didn't see that, go to YouTube. Look at that shit. He's so casual. He's walking the ball up the court. He's literally walking. Walking the basketball up the court. He literally pe- takes two steps past the half-court line and just throws up this beautiful three swish. The net don't even move. They call that boy Logo Lillard for a reason, I swear. But, man, I swear, I just, I wanted to talk about this because, I one, I love sports. I really love sports. You know, sports has been gone for a long time with due to the COVID. And that is really, like, just inspirational shit. Watching people overcome adversity. You know, this watching people with the just desire to be great, with the desire to overcome with the desire to prove the doubters wrong with the desire to you know make their name like I just that shit is like inspirational and of course I don't play sports right I don't play sports I'm not a a, a a basketball player I'm not a football player I'm not a baseball player you know I do a podcast but there's gonna be people who probably doubt me there's gonna be people who think that this show is trash they're gonna be people who think that maybe I'm trash at this there's going to be people who doubt my ability. There's going to be people who hate my this platform, hate that I created this platform. And, you know, that is never going to stop me. Right. That's never going to stop me. And watching a person who literally is a success already. He's 30 years old. He's made more money than he will ever spend in his life. He. His family will never have to work again. His he is does his rap thing. He has fun with that. He has all the endorsements in the world. He has his own shoe. Like, but he still is not satisfied and he just wants to be great. That is what I took from that. I enjoyed watching it just as a fan of the game. I love the game, but just when you think about it on that level like good is not good enough. Greatness is what what the the preeminent figures want the 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 desire to be great is what makes people do things that you couldn't even fathom you know some people after missing free throws are mentally shot they believe that all they will do after that is failed and they don't want to rise to the moment not Damien. He goes out the next game, 51. The next game after that, 61. The next game after that, 42. He's just not afraid. He's not afraid to 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 perform. He's not afraid to um, shut people up. And he just strives to be great, man. I swear. I love sports. I love sports and I love shit like that. I just love shit like that. And Man, shout out to Dame, man. Shout out to Logo Lillard. Shout out to Dame. Um, you know, my favorite basketball player of all time is LeBron James. And my favorite basketball players, not the greatest, but my favorites, are LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Allen Iverson, and Shaq Kobe, um, Steve Nash. Um, who else is my favorites? Some of my favorites to watch. Um, Jason Kidd. Uh uh, 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 Dirk Nowitzki, etc. There's a whole. I have a whole bunch of favorite players, but Logo Lillard, man, he might be moving up. He might be moving up on my favorite players to watch list. Not the greatest of all time, my favorites. Um, LeBron James is the greatest, and he is my, one of my my favorite. But other than that, like Carmelo Anthony, that's my guy. Like that's just my guy. You know, Allen Iverson's my guy. Shaq and Kobe. Those are my guys, you know, Steve Nash, that's my guy. Um, 
But Logo Lillard, man, Logo Lillard might be might be moving up on the ranks. I'll say that. But again, shout out to Damian Lillard. An amazing week. Um, I'm recording this on August the 15th. There is a play in the game. The Portland Trailblazers against the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, the winner of that will be the official eight seed in the Western Conference playoffs and will play the Lakers in the first round. I will be tuned in. And even if Portland loses that game or even if they lose the play-in and they don't make the officially make the playoffs, what Damian Lillard did for this past week is amazing. It's amazing. And it's inspirational. It's inspirational to me. So shout out to Logo Lillard. Shout out to Portland Trailblazers. Shout out to Carmelo Anthony. Um, and damn, I love sports, man. <laughs> I love sports. I absolutely love sports. Last on the docket, I want to talk about Brianna Taylor. Um, if you guys have been listening for the last few weeks, I've been saying, um, you know, arrest the cops who executed the murder of Brianna Taylor, and their names are Brett Hankinson, John Mattingly, and Miles Cosgrove, um, the three men who uh, perpetrated the murder of Brianna Taylor in her home. Um, more last week, more than 150 days after the killing of Brianna Taylor. Her family finally met with the attorney general of the state of Kentucky and the mayor of Louisville, Kentucky, where she resided. And, um, you know, their their family is having discussions on moving forward with uh, the investigation, hopefully, ultimately criminal charges to be uh, pressed on to these the murderers of um, Miss Taylor. Um, ben Crump and Lanita Baker, who are the attorneys, I would imagine, for. Brianna Taylor and her estate uh, said at a press conference on Thursday that the family met with the mayor and the state attorney general, um, but that no definitive answers have emerged. Uh, ben Crump said he absolutely expects charges in this case, but did not provide additional details. Um, attorney General Daniel Cameron personally extended his condolences to the family during the meeting. This is the first time that he has spoken with the family. Cameron told them he did not reach out previously because he feared that it could interfere with his investigation. His office is waiting on ballistics reports from the FBI and additional interviews before any decisions are made. Uh, Brianna Taylor's mother, Tamika Palmer, says he wants to have the right answer at the end of this. He doesn't want to rush through it. We're going to wait forever. We do not want this resolved. I I'm sorry. We do want this resolved quickly and accurately again taylor was killed on march 13th after officers executed a no-knock entry into her home according to the warrant obtained by uh, the news stations police said that she had been accepting packages for an ex-boyfriend whom police were investigating as an alleged drug trafficker bullshit bullshit that's the cover up right there um Attorneys for Taylor's estate claimed that more than 20 shots were fired into her apartment, hitting her multiple times. Uh, ben Crump said Thursday in that in a separate meeting, he and his co-attorneys challenged Louisville Mayor Greg Fresher to make sure that he is courageous and responsible in trying to lead this city out of this tragedy. Um, Crump says you have to admit that wrong occurred and then you have to be conscientious. You have to I'm sorry, you have to have conscientious thoughts about how that wrong happened again guys whatever whatever we can do i believe we should um whether it's speaking out on your social media whether it's signing the petition whether for me speaking out on this podcast being very open about it and how i feel about it and um i believe that there's real power in um unity and I believe that there's real power in speaking things into existence. I keep saying that. You just speak it into existence. I want to keep Brianna Taylor alive, at least on this podcast. You know, if no one's talking about it, I want to keep talking about it on this podcast. And hopefully it remains in the conscience. And um, hopefully something happens about it. And, you know, this is a small step. This is a small uh, um, piece of the puzzle. Um, to bring in the murderers of Breonna Taylor to justice, but it reaffirms keeping it alive, you know, keeping it alive, keeping it in the conscience, speaking it into existence. It sucks that in 2020, 
a black woman is murdered, literally murdered, and you have to talk about it over and over and over again for it to get proper attention that it deserves. And for that people who murder someone can literally be free men. You know, Breonna Taylor was murdered in March. It's August. (laughs) It's August. But I'm happy that there is at least some progress um, in this case. And I hope that these men are brought to justice, man. I hope that these men are brought to justice. So um, rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. Um, rest in peace to Ahmaud Arbery. Rest in peace to Rayshard Brooks. Rest in peace to Elijah McCain. Rest in peace to George Floyd. Uh, rest in peace to Vanessa Guillen. Rest in peace to all the people who have ultimately lost their lives as a direct result from police brutality and systemic racism. Oh man, I said last on the docket, but before I wrap today, August 15th is the birthday of one of the greatest men who I had the pleasure of uh, witnessing uh, in history, Nipsey Hussle. Uh, Happy birthday to Nipsey Hussle. Um, today would have been his 35th birthday. Um, great man who had a, 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 a natural wisdom, who was preaching positivity, uh, preaching equity, preaching ownership, preaching in, uh, uh, self-sufficientness, preaching the value of a, of a united community who ultimately lost his life um, in 2000. And what was that? 2008. 18 i'm not sure i think 2018 2019 i'm not sure um when it was ultimately that his life was taken but today is his birthday and i just want to say happy birthday to him um rest in peace to him and he is gone but not forgotten and the the way the way that he impacted the world in his short time on this planet uh he left a legacy that will live on for a very 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 long time a very long time. And I just want to send some love out to him, send some love out to his family, send some love out to the people who loved him and respected him and listened to him and learned a lot from him. I just want to say happy birthday and uh, rest in peace. And he is gone, but certainly not forgotten. And that will wrap it up. Episode number 28 of the Bronx Bias Podcast is in the books. I'm your host once again. My name is Denzel. Uh, Man, thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate everybody who takes time out of their lives, out of their busy schedules, out of their, out of their whatever, <laughs> and just gives this guy from the Bronx with a microphone to listen, man. I truly appreciate it. Um, I'm, I try my best to come in here every week and do my best and, uh, just seeing something like logo Lillard put, uh, uh, just be so determined to be great inspires me more and more and more and more and more, you know, inspires me more watching someone like Nipsey Hussle, the way he wanted to live his life and the messages that he wanted to put out there inspires me. You know, and uh, I want to do whatever I can to achieve greatness. And um, if it's in this podcast lane or whatever else the big man upstairs has for me, I want to do it. So um, I'm very, I'm very grateful to be in this position. And, um, you know, I'm going to keep working to greatness. I'm going to keep working to building um, this podcast into a very successful entity. Um, and you know, I just want to say thank you again to everyone who listens. I really appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who sends in questions and is engaging on social media and has critic honest criticism and feedback and all that good stuff, man. Um, thank you to the essential workers and thank you to all the people out there who use their voices to affect change in a positive way, man. I really appreciate all of those things. And, um, you know, it's just a blessing to be here in this position. That's all I can say about it. Um, get informed about the elections. Make sure your voice is heard as well. Um, and I'm going to fade you guys out with a great, great, great song. Um, still in my R&B lane. 
Um, today I'm going to play you a song called Problems by Black off of the album Free Black. And this has been the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode number 28. We are out. I tried to build you, now I ain't worried about shit I got real shit to stress about, girl, I ain't worried about shit Remember that I tried to build you, now I ain't worried about shit so I found me a new thing, I'm not as lost as you think Got plenty of queens in my hometown, all they need is drinking that dang So I found me a new thing, I'm not as lost as you think Got plenty of queens in my hometown, all they need is drinking that dang it's a goddamn shame We done crash, we done burn, but baby, you the goddamn blame See, I want to love, but you want a goddamn fame Every goddamn thing I wanted a bitch who was on the move But you want a goddamn lay uh, listing my problems Got the one in my bed and she just wanna sleep Fucking up all of the sheets She only wake up to eat Do this shit every week Like why you do that? Crying you wanna be great But sleeping until the next day Why you do that? Don't got that much in the bank We go out, she order to stay why you, do, why you do that? She can't explain it But just know it working for her She claiming she down on her luck But really she don't give a fuck And I cannot make this shit I ain't this shit be the real thing she know I'm the real, that'll never change I won't be the one to try to explain Why you catch them feels, I'ma sip on this drink It's easing the pain I got real shit to stress about, girl, I ain't worried about shit Remember that I tried to build you, now I ain't worried about shit I got real shit to stress about, girl, I ain't worried about shit Remember that I tried to build you, now I ain't worried about shit so I found me a new thing, I'm not as lost as you think Got plenty queens in my hometown, all they need is drinking that dang So I found me a new thing, I'm not as lost as you think Got plenty queens in my hometown, all they need is drinking that dang